This is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. I hope you're enjoying this re-air with Brenda Braxton. For part two, we dive even deeper into lessons she's learned, and there are some fantastic takeaways on your self-talk and the way in which one can view the world positively. So I hope you enjoy this part two with Brenda Braxton. Keep on keeping on. What self-inhibiting phrases or negative phrases are you hearing too much of? What self-empowering or positive phrases do you want to hear more of in the world? Oh, good question. Um, we start with the negative one. The negative one. Yeah, what we're hearing too much of. Oh, boy, that's a good one. I don't know if this really answers it, but... Oh, boy. I don't even know how to put this. Some of the negative... That's a hard one. Oh my goodness. Well, this is the best part. Before you uh -huh. answer, I hope I'm not cutting you off. No, go ahead, know. go ahead. Um, mm -hmm. The answer you give is uh -huh. so great about the magic of these questions mm -hmm. is that it doesn't have to answer the question on the paper, like mm -hmm. whatever it spurs in your brain. Even if it's yes. out in left field, let's go to left field. Okay, so one of the things that I feel is negative right now is everybody calling everybody a diva. Mm. Because when someone calls you a diva and they think you're, oh, you're a diva, you're so good, you're, oh, no, 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 no. and you're not really, but that's going to your head, that can be really negative because sometimes that stops you from growing more because you think you're, you've already arrived. Your Pretty friends it. call you a diva, yeah. and you know what I mean? I do. And so much of the time I see them calling these people divas, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? Yeah. No, that that a diva in my day where didn't get hired. <laughs> <laughs> well, for for one thing, a diva wasn't necessarily called a diva. Mm. You didn't have to call them a diva. They already knew they were diva. We knew they were a diva, and you didn't have to say, "Oh, she's a diva." No. <laughs> You're bringing up a really great point. You know what I mean? I so to me, that's kind of negative because once you start calling these people divas, mm. they think, "Oh." Yep, I'm a diva. Mm -hmm. Yeah, boo, but you don't know how to put one foot in front of the other. Other A diva knows it all. A diva knows it all. And if she doesn't know it all, she knows how to not manipulate, but she knows how to present her best side. And a diva will never call herself a diva. And a diva is always open to learning. And a diva is always open to partaking and participating and, you know, in, in everything in life. A diva is very confident, got very comfortable. A diva does not down, downplay someone else. You know what I mean? A diva is, but she doesn't have to let people know, oh, I'm a diva. Or she doesn't feel like because someone calls her a diva that makes her more of a diva. No. If you are, you are. And it's so funny because I, I'm uncomfortable sometimes when people go, oh, she's a legend. She's like, I am not a legend. She's Broadway royalty. I am not Broadway royalty. I'm a working actress. And I appreciate you giving me that title. But I'm still learning. I am still learning of what to do and what not to do. You know what I mean? I so do. 
That's an incredible answer. Yeah. I'm going to transcribe that the second I get home. <laughs> I just want you to know. You'll get credit. You'll get oh, credit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. I got like chills four times during that. Uh-huh. That's really great. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm so not, tired of that word, Diva. That. I am so tired of it. Yes. Because uh-huh. there's such a, yeah, the wrong connotation. Exactly. Like a misconception. It's not, it's not exactly a good thing. No. Um, how about self-empowering or positive phrases? Mm. Do you wish more people repeat to themselves or you want to hear more um, of? One of the things is, oh, I don't know how to do that. I want to learn how to do that. Admitting. Admitting that you don't know. That you don't know. Mm-hmm. But not only admitting that you don't know, but wanting to learn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wanting to be better. Wanting to grow takes a strong person not be to, say, to say, "Oh, I don't know how to do that." Yeah, you know, or or that's not my best. Um, like riffing, take yeah. for example, I will be the first one to tell you, even in an audition, if you need me to riff, see you later. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because I am not that singer. I am just not that singer. If you need me to interpret a song and make it my own, then I can do that. Mm. But I am, um, I know my limitate, what I perceive as my limitations, yet I'm still working on it. Like mm. I got two good riffs. I got okay. the, and I do them all the time. Yes. <laughs> Those are my riffs. Surefire hits. Should we be That's it. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what I call my scat. I love and it. And then yeah, that's yeah. my scad. And then uh, I have a riff that I do too. It's very very simple. Okay. But it works. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But admit what you what you can't do. Mm. And be open about it. Yes. You know. Admit to it. Laugh about it. What I want to break this down with you real quick, because mm-hmm. I don't think there's a real definition. I want to just kind of talk about this. Mm-hmm. Cocky versus confidence. Mm. It's a thin, thin line. string of a line mm-hmm. between the two. Mm-hmm that I think you need to ride in order to be successful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, cocky. It's a very thin line because you can be cocky and still be a good person. You can be cocky and still be a good performer. You can be cocky and still be respectful of your other performers, things like that. Um, Confidence makes you cocky sometimes because mm. you're confident. So, yeah, I can do that. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Mm. But it's also the compassion, the respect, the, um, well, compassion and respect that go along with it. Yeah. Compassion for your other, compassion and respect for your other performers. Compassion and respect to still know that you don't know everything, even though you are cocky. Because as long as you have that little bit of, oh, well, no, I don't know how to do that. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit it. I'll yeah. admit it, but I know, I, I know what I can do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's cocky and confident. Yeah. But yeah, it leaves it open to being respectful and, you know, compassionate to other people. Yeah. Because that's such a, it's, impor- it's important to have that confidence. Yeah. At and sometimes to be cocky that. about it. As long as it doesn't hurt anyone. <laughs> right, right. And no, but knowing that you don't know everything, yeah. that you haven't stopped growing. I think when you're cocky and confident and you think you have arrived and you don't have anything else to learn, 
that's when it becomes negative. Are you going to be growing until the day you... Absolutely. Till my last plie. To your last plie. Mm-hmm. Where did you learn that? Who told you? Who said... Descendants Brenda of kings and queens. Yuda. Yeah. Never stop. Just... That's and I love what I'm doing. That shakes me. Yeah. Because some you have these beliefs. People have these beliefs. Not you. That like you get to an age and it's like, I'm, I'm an adult. I know oh, everything. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm a, we're all still figuring it out. Absolutely. Even at 85, you're still Absolutely. figuring out how to be 85. I, I interviewed Cheetah Rivera. Okay. A video. A video interview. That diva, Lord have mercy. She is like, stop. No, why would I stop? Huh. And I asked, I said, well, what's next for you? What do you, what do you want to do? And, you know, and she was like, I'm just going to continue to grow and continue to go. And she's, and one thing she said, I'm not going to die in plie, preparing to do something. She said, I'm doing it all. I'm going for it all. That was so deep. I almost cried when she said that. I, I do not want to die in plie. That's deep, right? That's really deep. I know. Grand plie. I know. Grand plie. If I did a grand plie, they'd be helping me up. Charles, (laughs) what? (laughs) What? I don't do that anymore. (laughs) No. There's that song from Gypsy, Mm. Some People. Mm. You know that song? Mm -mm. She's singing to her grandfather, and she says, uh, what is it? Some people can get a thrill knitting sweaters and sitting still. That's peachy for some Mm. people of 105. Mm -hmm. But I've got a thrive or so i'm quoting mm-hmm. the song or it's yep. that's all in the song but it's that idea absolutely that you know you won't die sitting down you will die tr- standing up True. getting out fighting yep. to yep 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 like josephine baker i think josephine baker passed away right after one of her performances hmm. and if i get to die on stage actually on stage in oh my god in the middle too. of and <laughs> just why is she still standing there Oh, she's dead. Okay. <laughs> and bring the curtain in. Bring the curtain in. <laughs> Doing what she loves. <laughs> All right. I want to I want to rewind now back uh-huh. to the beginning of time for Brenda. Yes. As a child. The year of our Lord. Yes. <laughs> BC. No. Yes. What were some of your childhood dreams? How did they evolve? How have they evolved? I've always wanted to dance for one thing. And it just kept going, 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 going. Hmm. <coughs> Um, you know, people ask me this all the time and all I can say is I've, I have always done what I wanted to do and what I dreamed of doing Mm. always constantly. Did you ever start heading in a direction of doing what you didn't want to do? Yes. I had six weeks at Saks Fifth Avenue in the lingerie department (laughs) at Christmas. (laughs) And you were like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, no. I just don't deserve this. I don't. <laughs> Do you people know who I am? Yes, <laughs> <Just> no. <laughs> can you? <laughs> oh my lord. Okay. Can you? Can you talk about a time in your life when you had doubts and what you used to specifically get you through that moment of doubt? Well, yesterday. Ah. <laughs> uh, I had doubts. You know what? I I I don't think I really ever have doubts. I have um, concerns, like 
will I still be able to make money, the kind of money that I want to make? You know, um, a lot of times I hear people say, well, as long as I can pay my rent, as long as I gotta, no, that's not for me. I need to be rich, you know? What am I gonna do that's gonna make me rich? Yes, I said it. And keep me going spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, um, so that when I do die, people can go, she was fierce. No, she was fierce. But I also want to live the way I want to live. I want a penthouse. I want those things. Um, I don't know. That's, that, that keeps me going. That, that, desire that desire yeah. keeps me going keeps me trying to figure out okay what am i going to do now okay how can how can i make people um happy my biggest thing is i want everyone i meet to walk away happier than they were when we when we sat down or when we started an interview or when we i want them to to think of me and just hoop just Brenda Braxton, ah, <laughs> just losing it at just the sound of your name. It. That's what I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I want to live comfortably. I want to help my mom live comfortably. I want, I want to help my friends live comfortably. I'm, I always say to my friends, come on, we are on our way. We are on our way. Mm-hmm. You know, I will always reach back and try to help a friend and help it. You know, did you ever meet someone in your youth that had that effect on you? Where you walk away or you just hear their name and you just stomach starts to hurt from laughing so hard no okay no not really i'm thinking back it's been a long time just through the rolodex i know (laughs) i would always just watch lucille ball i would be pinned to the television with lucille ball and she would make me hoop i never met her but every time i watch even even now Every time I watch her, that's what I want people to feel all the time after they meet me. I feel it. Good. Just want to say that. Good, good, good. I want to talk about Act Act 2 now what? Uh Uh-huh. So this, well, okay. Where where are we with this? Uh What's next steps for it? Uh Uh-huh. What's the reception you're getting from the women involved? Uh Uh-huh. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Where can we find it? You know, all right, 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 right. Well, I have a website, of course. It's B Braxton Act Two. Um, but let me let me back up a little bit sure. and tell you how I came about Act Two. Um, when I turned fifty, things just went topsy turvy. Broadway wasn't calling so much anymore. Uh, I had to sell my house. I had a beautiful brownstone in Harlem. I had to sell my house, close down B. Braxton's Exceptional Grooming for Exceptional Men. And I found myself just literally standing in my brownstone before it was foreclosed on and just standing there going, what happened? When, When a woman turns 50, it's a whole different thing than when guys turn 50. You're no longer seen as sexy and uh, happy and and vibrant. And so much of the time, we're just kind of like the forgotten women. So I was like, okay, wait a minute. Oh, hell no. So I started thinking, well, you know what? There are a whole lot of women probably feeling the way I I feel right now. But this is like the act two of my life. (gasps) 
act two. Yes, this is the act two of my life. I need to figure out what I'm going to do now from this point on. What if Broadway doesn't call it? What if there's no show that I can go into because I can't go back in the chorus? I mean, I could if things got really, really bad. But <laughs> <laughs> then they go, oh, did you see Brenda Burke? Say, oh, girls in the chorus. And we can't have that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I know there are women out there who, even if they're not in theater, there are women who have given up their life to either have children, a family, you know, just be the wife of the husband. Of the, might be divorced now because I found myself divorced in a marriage that I thought was going to last forever. Yeah. And here I am, 50-something years old. So that's why I said, nope, I'm, I'm going to have an organization that focuses on women over 50, focuses on their bringing their joy back into their life, focuses on... Okay, what did you want? What was your dream before you decided you were not going to go after your dream? You were going to now go be a mom or be a woman. That's probably still in there somewhere. Mm. So let's reignite that and see where you can go with it. Whether it's having a business. You know, there are a lot of women still want to have that business or still want to do that. You know, still want to travel. Still want So, okay, come on. Let's do it. Let's th- okay, the boohoo, give me 15 minutes. All right, what happened? Okay, now what? <laughs> you can feel sorry for yourself for like yeah, two yeah, minutes. Yeah. No. I'm, no, I'm going to give him 15. Give him 15. Okay, <laughs> Very enough. generous of you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> enough. And that's part of what my seminar is about. They get 15 minutes to bitch and moan, whatever. Okay, now what? Yeah. Act two. Now what? So let's chart out what we can do or what you can do for your actors. So that's what I did. So fast forward. Now I'm on Norwegian Cruise Lines having an amazing time doing After Midnight. I'm a star singer for After Midnight and doing my own cabaret and talking about my life and stuff like that. So I developed what I call the the Sail into Possibilities cruise. Because I'm on. I see mm -hmm. what you did. So SIP. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's go sip. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. right, right. So, yes. (laughs) Yes. So, August 5th through 12th, I'm having a whole bunch of women over 50 get ready, come on board for seminars, have a good time, have some cocktails, cruise into Bermuda, three nights in Bermuda, you know, and then do the seminars and figure out okay, when, when we dock back in New York, I'm hitting the ground running. I have figured out what I'm going to do, and I'm hitting the ground running. So that's the Sail into Possibilities cruise, August 5th through 12th. That's amazing. Yes. And we can find all of this on that. On B. Braxton. Yeah, B, so yeah, B. Braxton Act 2. Amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So what can, and I want to just kind of break down what people can expect more of when they come to this mm-hmm. sort of thing. So you're giving, you're giving like tact, um, actionable mm-hmm. tactical mm-hmm. advice that they can take home and yeah. apply and and it's not even just me giving it to them we have a couple of exercises that helps you develop what this passion is it makes you think about it and what steps you can take and we what we have is an accountability partner too so once they get into the seminar we pair them up with you know someone else yeah. and you keep each other on track yeah. so say for instance you want to start a, a fashion line then you sit with your partner and one of the exercises is you tell your partner all the reasons why you can't do it and all your partner does is just go mm, okay mm-hmm, 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 okay and then your partner does the same thing for you and then we turn it around and your partner tells you all the reasons you can do it 
You know, just off the yeah. top of it, yeah, nothing deep or anything like that. But it's so that you can start seeing, oh, 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 I didn't think of that. Oh, you know, so it it, get, it just gets your... Breaks those patterns. And exactly. Yeah. Gets the gears you know? rolling in the other direction. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So we have we have three days of seminars, um, Monday, Tuesday, because those wow. are sale days. Yeah. And then uh, once we get into Bermuda on that Thursday, then we have like a spa day. And then Friday, we talk about what we've learned, and then we write down exactly the steps we're going to take once we get off the ship. That's and then incredible. Saturday, they have the whole day to themselves on board, and then we dock back in New York on Sunday. I love that. Yeah. So it's going to be I wish I was a woman over 50. I want to go. Well, but you know what? It's <laughs> not anyway. just... You can come. Yeah. Yeah, because I am targeting women over 50, but so much of the time, we don't have just those little things that might push us. No matter how old we are, just those little common sense things that might push us to that next level and then, then to the next level is yeah. one step at a time, one nano. We get overwhelmed. Like if, if people are like me, I come up with so many ideas and then I go take a nap because I'm exhausted. Yeah. And then I, I don't get it done because I've come up with so much that it makes me tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. And it's so... I think it's so great that you're doing this mm -hmm. because these women or whoever even mm -hmm. intends it can, can just kind of like through us, like osmos osmosis, they Absolutely. can just kind of pass it on to family members and relatives Absolutely. because it comes to dinner conversation or breakfast table conversation. And we're grown up waiting for permission. Yep. I mean, you sit in class, the teacher stands up, you raise your hand, you get called yep. on. And then once you get out of school, it's kind of like now what? there's no one. Mm-hmm. That's going to answer your raised hand. Like mm -hmm. You need to just go do it. Now, one of the things that is a challenge, especially for older women, is family. Because family and friends. Girl, why you want to do that? Child, you are too old to be starting over. You are too. And we are going to teach you to say, thank you for sharing and still go on about your business. What advice would you give a woman over 50? about harmful conformity? Um, when you say harmful... I mean like this, like cutting you down. You have, you have your circle of friends or your family, that kind of well, like the poppy syndrome thing. And it, goes, it goes back to what we were talking about. If those people are not making you feel good, whether it's family or best friends or whatever, you have to distance yourself from them. Even Oprah says that. You've got to distance yourself from the people who make you feel less than or that you can't do it or that you because you have to at least try before you decide oh yeah no that's not really what I want to do you have to try and if you still have a passion inside of you then that means you're supposed to pursue it you're supposed to at least give it a chance mm. so I've had like really really good friends that I've had to go mm, I'm not going to call them I'm not going to call them today. The friends that I have now, you talk about the five people that I have, I have at least 10 that I know, I know, I know that if I call them and go, girl, this is the idea I had, they'll be like, okay, how can I help you? As not, as opposed to, here she goes again. And if they do do that, they don't do it in front of me mm. and they still help me. You know mm. what I mean? So a, a good example of that is, um, Janet Jackson, when she announced she was going to have a baby at 50, I was like, yeah, go, <laughs> right? And at the time, she had a video out 
called Damn Baby, right? It was so fierce. So immediately after I saw it, I was like, I want to do a a version of this. I called my girls up, girl. They were like, okay, where do we meet? We did that video, I want to say within two weeks. And it is the most precious video that I I feel so good about it. And it's on YouTube, Mm. on at at my YouTube. What is this called? It's called Damn Baby. Damn baby, mm-hmm. that's the title of it. Okay. Yes, the title of it. And we got together and had the best time. And my girlfriends who couldn't be there, they were like, oh man, oh, you know what I mean? But those are the types of people that you surround yourself with. The ones you have a phone call and you go, I thought I was thinking about doing it, and they go, okay, where do you want to meet? Or I was thinking about doing something, okay, well, I know somebody that you should call. And gonna, that, that's my circle right now. That and I love them so much, men and women. Mm. I have my friend Lee Summers, who um, he's the manager up at Triad, and he does some other things. And we did Dream Girls together. And I can call Lee right now and say, Lee, I need a so and so and so. And he'll go, Okay, girl, let me call you back. Da, 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 da. You know I'm working, but let me call you back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have my friend Allison Williams, who is one of my core people for Act Two Now What. We went to high school together, and she was a year behind me. And we've had businesses together. We did Jelly's Last Jam. We did Dream Girls, everything together, right? She's like, Be what you need. Okay, girl, I'll, I'll call you back. And you know what I mean? So, so uh. that's the circle that I surround myself with, and my mom. But my mom is, uh, whew, so, you know, when you when your mother, because she's so close to it, and she's like, "Be careful, to, now be careful." It's like, I'm not, I can't be careful to a certain extent. I've got to go do it. I yeah. have to go do it. Take the chance, you know. Yeah. So, what a great answer. I forgot the question. No. <laughs> no, it was all from harmful conformity. Oh yes, that was the beginning of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we yes, ended up. And and it is harmful. It is harmful. Yeah. And for women over 50, it's even even worse because you've lived all those years just trying to conform to other people and make them happy and make your life easy. And then, you know what I mean? I do. And even if you're at a job that you've been working at, if it's not your passion, something is missing. Got to change it. Yeah. Okay, we're getting down to the end here. Mm-hmm. I have some more questions for you. Some yes. Rapid fire uh-huh. kind of questions. Um, this one's just kind of out there in left field again. Uh-huh. If you could write a letter to someone in your past, living or dead, uh-huh. who would it be? What would it say? Um, it would be, I would write to Vinette Carroll, mm. and I would say thank you for being so hard on us. It would be a thank you letter. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Have oh, oh, and Ruth Williams. Thank you for teaching me the glories of dance from a young age. I love that. Mm-hmm. Is dance your spiritual practice? Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you found your purpose? To make people happy. Yeah. No, not to make people happy because I can't make anyone huh. anything. My purpose is to be happy. If I have happiness and joy, mm. it will seep out. It has to seep out. You know what I mean? I do. And You're be authentic, like you say. Truly be authentic. I, I had a thing um, right before I went on the cruise, um, and I started talking about Act 2 and, and you know dealing with women and stuff like that. I would go. There was a time where I would go nowhere without makeup. I mean, it would be like, what? 
And a friend of mine said, you're talking to these women about going after your passion and being authentic. She said, and you can't even go out in the street without any makeup on. And I was like, and what's your point? (laughs) 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 But I got it. And I was like, okay, if I'm telling someone to be authentic, I have to be authentic. And I did a blog for Huffington Post and I did it and I did a photo with no makeup or anything and it was about being authentic. Mm. And that was that was one of the best things I could have done for myself because I'm okay with no makeup because I have a little on now because I told you the story of waking up at 11 o'clock in the morning. But I have no problem going out in the street with no makeup on anymore. Uh, you know what I mean? I do. Because you have to be authentic. And you can't tell, teach people how to be authentic if you're not authentic yourself. And you have to be who you are because who else is going to be you? Hmm. You have to be you. Everyone else is already taken. I, th- I know, right? I love that saying. <laughs> That's good. That's mm. really good. Yes. Do, you, do you have any like most gifted books? Books you've gifted a lot of? The Little Black Book of Backstage <laughs> <laughs> And where can we find it? <laughs> <laughs> On Amazon. No. Um... I read a book a long time ago uh, by oh God, Terry Williams, and it was called, and I just ordered it again. It's hard to find. Hmm. I want to say it's called The Gentle Touch or something like that, and it's all about how to, um, how to be true to your word, how to make sure that you follow up with people, make sure that you say thank you, make sure all those little things. It's, it was almost like my little black book of backstage etiquette for life Yeah. and dealing with people in business and personally and things like that. Yeah. Gentle Touch, I think it was. Gentle called, Touch. I think it was called The Gentle Touch. I think that's what it was. I'll find it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Throw in the show notes mm-hmm. at the end of the um, episode. Is there, what, what advice would you give someone on rejection? Don't take it personal. Because once you're trying to be the best person you can be, what else? What, there's nothing else that, that can happen. Yeah. You're trying to be the best person you can be, the best actor you can be, the best dancer you can be. Okay, say thank you and all right. Sometimes you can learn from rejection if you're open to it and not just go in a corner somewhere and just, or just become hard and hateful and, you know, yeah. Because you were rejected. Everybody gets rejected at some point. Some less than others. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> it's but true, though. You can learn so much from it. Yeah. Yeah. And get feedback. You know, if. Yeah. But. Make sure the feedback is coming from a legitimate source. Because a lot of times you can get feedback from people who are just jealous or people who. Just want Glad to you bring you, to, yeah, yeah, or want to bring you down off of your pedestal. Mm. I am crazy glued on my pedestal. Okay, I know where I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, some days it might be a little hard. I might stumble a little bit, but I always have one foot on my pedestal. You know what I mean? Yes. So you have to consider the source of the rejection. Consider the source. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is there a text you refer to daily? A who? What? A text. Like um, a verse or a quote or something that you kind of refer to daily or not daily, but I found something. I used to also do seminars for teenage girls, right? Empowerment. I'm 
this empowerment theme has been with me my whole life, helping others empower themselves. And I found this quote that it says was by um, Oprah. And I am going to meet Oprah, just so you know. I'm going to meet her. I might lose my water once I meet her. <laughs> but I have to meet her. I'm going to meet her. But yeah. the quote is, what God has intended for you goes far beyond anything you could ever imagine. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's right? the truth. You have to keep that in mind. That's the truth. That what your passion is, if you are going after your passion, God gave you that passion. Yeah. And what he has for you, for your passion, mm -hmm. oh, that's it. That's as long as you are true to yourself, you don't hurt anybody else, you don't try to bring anyone else off their pedestal. That's it. That's why I know this is going to work. This yeah. is going to work. Act two, now what? is my passion when i wake up in the morning and i start thinking about how to em empower other women and what we can do and the cruise and then oh what what yeah empowerment yeah. period empowering these young kids coming up empowering teenagers empowering you empowering my mom who that's a whole nother thing because of the time she grew up in where where they told you you can't do anything you know what i mean I especially do. as an african-american woman Nope, this is where you should stay, right here. So that's been difficult, too, to empower my mom to let her know, no, you can still do whatever you want to do, too. Mm. It's, it's happening a little because she's, now she's swimming, synchronized swimming and bowling and shooting pool and stuff like that. So, you know. Yeah. And sometimes it's easier to um, empower other people. Like, she empowered me, mm. but for herself, she couldn't see all the stuff she could do. What's your, what's your definition of success? Being able to sit home and smile and know that I'm on the right track with whatever I'm doing, because I'm always doing something. <laughs> so know yeah. that I'm on the right track. And it's hard sometimes because menopause is from the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's how to left feel, right? That is, yeah. <laughs> feel today <laughs> because there's a certain amount of depression that comes with menopause and this and that and that you know there's mm. chemical things happening in your body but if I can sit and go okay I know what this is I know this is part of being an older woman but I'm still gonna be happy I'm still gonna keep progressing keep going mm -hmm. I'm still gonna keep going yeah you know those moments of anxiety yeah. I know what that is that's that's menopause, that's the, you know, that's, but I'm going to keep going because I still have my passion in here. Huh. Is there, or should I say what, are the, if any, mistakes have you made that have proved essential in learning? Trusting people a little too much. Yeah. Just a little too much. And... Not taking that split second or that five seconds to go, all right, let me wait. Let me, yeah, I'm happy about that, but let me just wait and see what this person does or what else they say or whatever, you know. Because I, I, I had a friend who told me, you just get happy about everything. You just, you get, you find a piece of gum on the street and you, you're happy about that, right? <laughs> And I realized that I, I do get like happy. I get happy with everything, and, and I take everyone at their their word. And and I have to calm down and just go, okay, wait a minute, all right. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Is there um, a quote mm-hmm. that you would put on a billboard for millions to see? Or a phrase or a... Mm, that's a good one. Other than the one I gave you from Oprah. Which is great. Oh, I have a good one. Bloom where you're planted. That's great. Right? It is. Because no matter where you are, knowledge bombs. you can be successful. No matter where you are. No matter where you are. You, you can, can be, be successful. successful. Yeah. So you just bloom wherever you, wherever you are, where you're planted. Yeah. Bloom there. Because we all have circumstances. We all have Absolutely. things, trials, and what have you. But Absolutely. You can yeah. Bloom. Yeah. Where you're planted. Yep. Brenda Braxton, thank you no, for doing thank this. thank you. This is like the fastest hour of my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so good. I want to oh, keep good, going. Good. So where can we find you? What are the best ways to keep okay. in touch with you? B Braxton, Act 2 is my Instagram, okay. my Twitter. Um, I'm on Facebook. There's also an Act 2 Now What page that you can get all the information. On Facebook. For, mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, you got YouTube. YouTube, I'm still Since developing that. I'm still kind of, okay. <laughs> I'm still like, what the? <laughs> um, what else? And B Braxton Act 2 website. Uh, and I can put all this in the show notes too, so people can just yeah. click and find. Absolutely. And the book is on Amazon.com. Just yes. put in Brenda Braxton. This is a great book. Seriously, people listening, The Little Black Book of Backstage Etiquette. Yeah. And you have one about auditioning. Coming out, yep. Which I will Hopefully be by the holidays, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you considered, just a random question while we're still here, mm-hmm. have you considered writing one of these about like New York City etiquette or like outside of theater? You know what? That's an idea. Because I, re- I saw this and I was like, I feel like... Life etiquette. Life. Yeah. I feel like that could be a New York Times bestseller mm. marketed towards women to like, you know, 25 to 50 or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. About the subway and everything. I don't know. It just popped in my head and I wanted to... That's interesting. Because yeah. I would love a series of those, you know. But yes, and you're so, you know, as the kids are saying these days, woke. Uh, <laughs> you know. I'm so woke. You are. Yes. And this is like, this book just really cuts to the core mm-hmm. of ways of being in life. Yeah. I'd encourage people who don't pursue theater or not performers yeah. to read it. Cause and it's and like I, I put in there, this is good for anyone. This is good for someone working in a restaurant, you know, dealing yeah. with their manager. A or bank manager. A, I mean, like anyone. any profession. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. You're incredible. Thank you. You are a light. Thank you. You are a very bright light. Thank I you. I love it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.